Motzei Shabbat Parashat Vayese 2021. Let's talk tonight about giving and receiving presents on Shabbat or Yom Tov. Of course, it would arise in the knis when we give the bar mitzvah boy a present, uh, oftentimes a homash or a tikkun or something like that. It could come up if you're celebrating an anniversary and you want to give your wife, uh, if you're listening, it's your husband, perhaps, a, a present uh, on Shabbat or Yom Tov. If you have a child who has a birthday, a spouse who has a birthday, any of these sorts of circumstances, you're visiting someone, you're going for a meal, you want to bring them something, is it permitted to give, is it permitted to receive a present on Shabbat or Yom Tov? Well, uh, let's take a step back. Is uh, purchasing something sh- permitted or prohibited on Shabbat or Yom Tov? So of course, I say no. Is it one of the 39 melachot? It's not one of the 39 melachot. There's no melacha in those 39, which dictates that you're not allowed to do mekah humimkar, sechora on Shabbat or Yom Tov. There's no such thing. So where does it come from? It's Gemara in Masechet Besa, and Daf Kavzain, and Daf Lamedzain, raises this issue in the context of two separate Mishnayot. The Mishnah we'll focus on is the Mishnah in the fifth chapter, the second Mishnah in Masechet Pesah. The Mishnah over there talks about the following circumstances, things that we never dream of doing today. But once upon a time when they were more relevant, you couldn't make Hekdesh on Shabbat or Yom Tov. You couldn't say that something is now Kadosh for the Mikdash. You couldn't similarly make Hayrim, Loma Halimim, Loma Arichim, any of those sorts of activities in which what you're doing is you're taking something from my possession and, so to speak, gifting it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, those are all prohibited on Shabbat. The Mishnah doesn't say explicitly why. The Gemara barely says explicitly why, but what we pick up from, in the words, in the line from the Gemara, is that this is an Isur Mishum Sechora Mekah which is prohibited on Shabbat. Who said so? Where did that come from? Well, it's rabbinic in nature. That means to say you're not allowed to do your business on Shabbat. It appears... Midrabanan, that's a scary thought. Only the rabbis, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, would be okay with us doing business on Shabbat. Well, first things first, what is the basis for the Hachamim? In other words, what is their rationale? What's their reasoning? Rashi over there in Masechet Betzah and Daflam quotes one, cites one of two reasons. The first reason is a pasuk that we're well familiar with. Mimso hafzecha v'daber davar. Mimso hafzecha, when you look for your hafatim, your matters. Those are things that are prohibited. On Shabbat, it's a pasuk and sefer Yeshaya means it's an isur midivre nevi'im. Right, the hachamim say Shabbat needs to be a day on which you're quarantined from the regular life. Mimso davar. Alternatively, Rashi says it's a gezera mishum sheme yichtov. When people do business, they write down, "You owe me, I owe you, I sold this, here's your receipt, and whatever." Sheme yichtov is kotev is one of the thirty-nine melachot of Shabbat. Those are the two reasons given by Rashi. Harambam and Perik Kafkimal of Hilchot Shabbat mentions. That second one, it's a gezerah yichtov. That's an important d- debate and d- determination for a separate conversation. But when all the dust settles on this matter, it means that mekah mimkar is prohibited on Shabbat. Does that mean it's only rabbinic in nature? Generally speaking, we'd imagine so. Ramban Nachmani, in his commentary to the Torah in Vayikra Perikaf Gimal, that's Parashat Emor, he mentions this Isur of Shivut, and he cites from a Michilta Dirashpi, cites from a Midrash Halacha. And in it, it appears as if there's a prohibition, Minha Torah. 
to do mekach umemkar. What sort of prohibition is it? It's not one of the 39 melachot. They cite the pasuk, which talks about not doing any melachah. But that's not melachah, 39 melachot. What does it mean? Ritva, his student in Masechet Rosh Hashanah, suggests the following explanation. He says, what it means when Ramban, when the Midrash is telling you that you're not allowed to do that sort of business on Shabbat, that's if you open your business in a regular way. If you have a regular workday on Shabbat, that's what the Torah is telling you, what the Hachamim are reading into the Torah, that's prohibited from the Torah. If it's going to be something small on the side, just one activity, one giving, one taking, in that circumstance, still prohibited, still asur, but that's only midrabbanan. Do you understand the difference? The difference is if the day turns into a weekday, as opposed to the day Shabbat, and I'm just doing some prohibited activities. It's a classic Ramban Nahmani type of thought, because Ramban Nahmani is always talking about how life, well, not always, in several places, life, although the Torah prescribes X, Y, and Z, there's more to it than just the X, Y, and Z. The famous Ramban at the beginning of Parashat Kedoshim, where he talks about what is Kedushah, and he says, being a Naval Birshut Torah is the call of the Torah of Kedoshim Tehiyu. In other words, again, all parenthetic, because the Torah says, you should be Kadosh. The basic question is, I fulfill 613 Mitzvot. That's Kedushah? What do you mean a specific command? Kedoshim Tehiyu. Rashi says, you should be Pirushim in Ha'arayot. Difficult as well. I mean, you have many commandments. Stay away from the prohibited uh, sexual activities and peoples in your life. So what does it mean, Kedoshim to you? Ramban Nachmani, I remember at a young age, my mother opening Ramban on Shabbat and reading this together with me, and she's, her eyes still well up with tears when she talks about this. And what Ramban says is, you can be a Jewish observant person who eats only kosher meat and drinks only kosher wine and follows all the mitzvot and his, uh, uh, his uh, sexual activity is only with prohibited women, his wife and so forth. But but you are an indulgent, hedonistic person at that, which means to say, while checking off all the boxes, your life has become a life of wine, meat, and sex. In such a circumstance, says Ramban, you're a glutton within the permissibilities of the Torah. This Ramban reminds me of that, because Ramban is saying, you might be doing something that technically speaking, according to the Torah, is permitted. Says Ramban, no, 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 that's prohibited from the Torah. It's very consistent with his general uh, worldview. Just on that point, you know, the Pasuk says, the beginning of Adam and Hava, Adam, rather, being placed in Gan Eden, Pasuk says, Vaisav, HaKadosh Baruch Vaisav, Hashem Elohim Al HaAdam, you should eat from all the trees of the garden. That's not a sivui. The sivui is the next sentence. But don't eat from the etzadat and the, from the etzadat because there's these two trees. Only eat from etzahayim, let's say, only from those other ones. It's a sivui to eat from all the trees. What it appears from there is that our life, which we envision as black and white, the black zone, pro prohibitions, commandments, the white, I'll do whatever the heck I want as long as I check off the boxes. Not so fast. Even in that domain, even in our everyday activities where it appears as devar reshu, can you find meaning in that? Can you find godliness in that? It's what the Torah says. Pretty much every time we talk about Shabbat, certainly in the Aseret HaDeberot, it's Sheshet Yamim Ta'avod and Vashivi'i. Shivi'i stop. What do you mean Sheshet? That's not a Sivui. Just tell me on the seventh day I should stop. I cease all activity. The Torah, God has more in mind than you're just following 613 commandments. He has a life of connectedness to God. That's what it means to be an observer of Torah and mitzvot. Anyway, for our purposes, Ramban on this matter of Sehorav, Mekah Memkar, as explained by his student Ritva, stay.
states that although it's only rabbinic in nature, this uh, business activities, that's if it's one or two things. If it's a life, if it's a day of regular activity, that's what the Harambam writes, something similar in the beginning of Perek HaFalaf of Hilchot Shabbat as well. As explained by Magid Mishneh, he first quotes a pasuk of Shevut, of the Isur Shevita on Shabbat, and then he goes on, he says, but it's rabbinic in nature. So what are you quoting a pasuk for? It appears as if he's talking about two separate things, says Magid Mishneh. He's talking about when you just just empty the day of its regular sanctified activities through activities that are permitted. That's an issue from the Torah. But are they permitted? But that's not Shabbat. That's prohibited. If alternatively it's just one or two activities, it's still prohibited, but not from the Torah. Well, that's the backdrop to this issue. So can you give a present on Shabbat? What we need to contend with is not one of the 39 melachot. What we need to deal with is this isur midrabbanan called mekah humimkar. So under what circumstances is it prohibited? Because you're exchanging ownership. What's that? Because you're exchanging ownership. So Sammy will state, and it's a decent claim, unless you remember what we said, right? Well, over here I'm just trans transferring, right? I'm not. There's no buying. Well, what about when you have hikdish? The example from the Mishnah that I quoted at the very beginning. Who's buying and who's selling? You're taking something and you're saying, now this belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it belongs to the Mikdash. It's very similar to presence, is it not? Arambam in Perek Lamed of Ilchot Mechira Halacha Zayin says there's an Isur on Shabbat. He says it matter-of-factly. He says, although there's an Isur and you'll get Malkut, if I'm not mistaken, he says, for doing Mechira on Shabbat, it's Makat Mardut, it's from the rabbis. Nonetheless, the Mechira goes through. He's in that context dealing with the legal status of the sale. But he's telling you, excuse me, not only Mechira, Matana, he says, if you give a present as well. Well, that means presence is prohibited on Shabbat. It means every time that I stand in front of the knees of my father or Eli or someone and we're giving the presence, prohibition. I'm not allowed to do that. How do you get around this? It's explicit. It's a Mishnah. How would you draw a line? Important separate question because over there we're not actually... It's a separate question for other reasons. You might have the president in the room before we... No, but what I will tell you is nonetheless, I'll tell you over there you're not transferring anything. Over there you're 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 putting a, a obligation. It's a commitment. Okay, so you might say it's an appropriate commitment. Separate conversation, right? But over here, you're actually transferring ownership. Is it it's a little bit like a, like a father someone when they give when you win a raffle and you get the prize on Shabbat. Same That's idea. Same, same idea. They get so winning winning a raffle. What, what's the brand? Same idea. Of, tra- of giving a gift. What's the brand? What's the issue of the brand? What do you? What are you calling that is sure? Mecca or It's not. not money, what so was Hekdesh? I understand Hekdesh. If Hekdesh is Asur, because the rabbis say it's prohibited, because it's similar to business activity, why should this be any different? That's the claim. Haram Bam says it explicitly. Is a Gezerah Ligzerah, you claim, maybe so is if the Gezerah is Mishum Shemei Yichtov. If the whole thing, Rashi, Rashi, Hanumbam, they ask the question on themselves, isn't it a gzera, gzera? They say it's kulo hada gzera, which means say, the rabbis made this gzera all at once. That's true. What do you want? But, but the point is, this is binding once we've established this as an Isur. Yeah, Lawrence. The gift was, you never intended to keep it. In other words, it was, it was, it was, okay, if you're, you're not actually. No, you bought it for that person. 
So I'm just saying, you know, you know, and it was never yours from the beginning. Birthday parties you made on Hold that thought. That How many birthday parties you made on Friday All I'm looking, Sammy. All I'm looking. Gifts? All I'm looking to do is make you nervous right now. I'm not looking. <laughs> I'm not looking for tissue bar yet. I'm right now. I just want you nervous. I got you nervous. That's <laughs> all. I, 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 so we should end the class right no, here. No, no, no. No, <laughs> let's let's continue. So the, the question is: it, it, Are there? Is there? Should there be any permissible permissible uh, vantage points over here? So the Gemara and Masechet Beitza as well and Daf Zayin has the following circumstance, the beginning of the second chapter of Masechet Betzah. The second parak at the beginning talks about this, uh, what we know, it's the mitzvah of Eruv Tevshilim. Right? When it's Yom Tov going into Shabbat and I want to cook, my wife wants to cook for uh, Shabbat, but it's Yom Tov, I don't want to prepare for the Shabbat that's afterwards. We do what's called the Eruv Tevshilim, not getting into the laws. However, if you didn't set out for yourself an Eruv Tafshilin, what's the halakha? So the Gemara, the f- that's true. <laughs> Assuming you don't have a rabbi. Assuming the rabbi didn't do it, right? Because the Gemara deals with <laughs> that separately. There's another way to deal with it. The Gemara says that what you can do is your kemach, your flower, you could be maknet to another person. You could turn to your neighbor and say, listen, take my flower and make for me some bread. Take for me, take for me my meat and, uh, and, and, and cook it for me. That's permitted. Well, that's a fascinating they did thing. They did Ayruf Tafshilin. They're not using your items. You were makne, which means that you gave it to them. You let them purchase it, quote unquote. They didn't transfer any money. But they did Ayruf Tafshilin. They'll now be able to use it. Of course, you're sketching it, but the rabbis built in this whole system. The whole Isur is from the rabbis. They built it Ayruf Tafshilin and they let you sketch the Ayruf Tafshilin in this circumstance. What's that? on the second day. The lulav on the second day, we have similar things. It says you have a hakna'a, right? You give the lulav to someone. Amina la hazir. Matana. Matana. Wow. How do you like that? That's right. First day specifically. Matana. How else am I going to get to my friend to make a better hat? And we've been doing that. My father told me in Beit Torah when he was younger, they had one set of lulav and etrog and they passed it around the knees. Everyone's all sure just to do a mitzvah, uh, not looking all that good. Well, that's the Gemara. That's what the Gemara says. Well, uh, there are two major opinions with regards to how to explain this matana that's mentioned in the Gemara, that hakna'a. And the first is, we'll go in, in order uh, of sorts, is Ran, Rabbeinu Nisim. Rabbeinu Nisim was a rabbi from Girona, a Spanish rabbi. And Rabbeinu Nisim, in his commentary on Rif in the back of the Gemara, on Daftet, he suggests the following. He says, listen, there are prohibited transactions. That's when you make a more formal transaction. That's when you do, you ever been to a ketubah and we do the kinyan sudar? Kinyan sudar is I'm making a formal activity to designate and to show that this is transferring ownership. I did an activity. That would be prohibited on Shabbat or Yom Tov. If alternatively, I just say to the guy, Fata, I'll take it, and he tells what's called the Kinyan Meshicha, no prohibition in that circumstance. The argument, if you accept Ran as well, is when Harambam told us, remember in Perek Lamed of Ilchot Mechira, that it's prohibited to give a Matana, what he's referring to is one of two circumstances. Either when you gave land, all right, that's more business, I gave a present of land, or when I did a Kinyan Sudar, that excludes Every situation, unless you have a funny family, that we've talked about over here. You gave the child a sahumash on Shabbat, no Kinyan Sudar handed into his hand. You had the birthday parties on Friday night in your home, no Kinyan Sudar, unless, again, you have funny things going on. You did the raffle, what's the Kinyan Sudar, if you, again, you did it at your, at your wedding, I hope. Uh, it works like this. Um, there are two, it works like that, that's right. There are two parties, right? So I'm, I'm one side and uh, Joey's the other side. However, uh, in order to designate that I'm fully committed to handing this over to him, I'm not just going to hand him this, uh, this is the present. 
present over here. Just hand him this. I'm furthermore going to make a kinyan. I'm, he's going to take a handkerchief out of his pocket. I'm going to hold a shoe off his foot or something of his. I'm going to pick it up and designate that. By taking that, I'm transferring ownership of this to him. We do it with ourselves and our wives at the Ketubah. We're saying, I'm obligating myself to all that's stated in this Ketubah. And now the rabbi standing in for the woman. It's a trade of sorts. Technically speaking, the hadan can then hold on to the handkerchief. That's right. right. And right. If he gives what it back, it doesn't invalidate the No, because Kinyan Sudar has The shoe, because Kinyan Sudar fundamentally is to show what's called Simichut Da'at. Which means to say it's to show that we're serious about this. It's I, I, I once called it publicly symbolic. There was a rabbi there who says, it's not symbolic. If you want, you can keep it. You're right. But it's along those lines. It's to show that we're serious about this. Yes, Joe. What about if you're eating by someone's house and you bring a bottle of wine? So there... Same question, same issue. But over there, you're not doing unless mm-hmm. you are. Kinyan Sudar, you're handing it over to them. That's them called Meshicha. The food no, is not an exchange. Why not? It's why my not? food. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you can eat here, of course. It's my a pleasure. I understand. I didn't say that. I said if you're designating through this present that in exchange for this, you're giving me this with a kinyan of sorts, that's what's prohibited. Well, that being the case, you might ask, who cares? Of course, who cares is a very important question. Everything here, for good reason, has to do with perception. Everything has to do with, does this look like business activity or not? If you did a Kinyan Sudar, I know we don't do this anymore. Well, we have handshakes. Not so different than a Kinyan Sudar. I know the handshake is designating. It's something that I'm formalizing. If you're doing a business-like activity, says Ram, says Rabbeinu Nisim, that's where we draw the line. If you're just saying, take this, that's what's permitted. That's Ram's opinion. If you follow Rabbeinu Nisim, you are home free on every single one of our circumstances unless you're actually well, doing you're a Kinyan formal Sudan. transfer. That's right. Kinyan yes. Sudan wasn't done by every Memcad transaction. It was only done by property or something that was transferable. That's correct. The item itself, I'm transferring it over and now in the case of a president that's was cor- the Kinyan Sudan. You, you when you, are when you sell your Pesach to Hamid on Pesach to the rabbi, you're supposed to, besides the paper, you really should yeah, do a Kinyan yeah, Sudan. Can you imagine? You say, "Imi babayit." I sold you hametz this past year. Did you do it with me? You tell me we shouldn't. Yes. Listen, it's for simichudat again. So if you didn't do it, you're certainly okay. We don't do it with everyone. We do it with the people who ask us to do it with them. Maybe we should uh, simichudat. No, but but uh, to, if you're an agent though, and you're selling the hametz, just to get technical on this. You do the Kenyatsu. That's correct. So I Sammy, don't have to do it. that's no, correct. No, no. So, but Sammy's on a different stage. You're right. I should have answered even himself. better. That's right. No, Sammy wants to designate the agent to do a Kenyan Sudan. That's what he wants, and some people will do that. When I sell the Hamids, I certainly do a Kenyan Sudan. Absolutely. Said, yeah, now, Joe says, listen, Kenyan Sudan, when it comes down to it, was generally speaking, we imagine, done in more serious circumstances. In a regular transfer, when you walked into the store, you didn't do that. Ran's argument is, it's more in your face when you do a Kenyan Sudan. That's where he draws is, the line. Is it, according to Ran, is it based off of Memkhaf and Memkhaf? Sure. But then again, you, me, was only done by property. No, yeah, you could work. do it on Metaltelin as but well. It wasn't. It was never done. I, I don't know. It was never done. Not, never, it was it done. Was I mean, that's oh, Ron's argument. That's right. No, he's saying, but generally speaking, you probably didn't. You did just a regular Kenyan Mishicha because that was what, what was effective. It officializes 
That's right. But he's, he's arguing officially with the metaltilin. Officially, right, it's just a transfer. It has to do with perception more than anything. Now, Ran, well, it sounds like you're not happy with this. Maybe you'll enjoy this opinion more. More of the Homran. Mordechi. Mordechi is, is a major opinion in the German world. You'll find him as well in the back of most standard Gemarot. So his opinion there at the back of Masechet uh, Betza and Siman. Tafresh Ayin Vav. He makes the following. Or Rem is Tafresh Ayin Vav. He makes the following bold statement. He says, the only circumstances where Kinyan is going to be permitted, excuse me, Matana or Kinyan are going to be permitted on Yom Tob, by extension on Shabbat, is B'makom Mitzvah. So as a result, we go to Joe's example with the Lulav. Mitzvah, the rabbis permitted was a Mitzvah. Eating on Yom Tob, Mitzvah. All right, that much I understand. Wow, says Bet Yosef in Siman Tafkuf. Kaf Zayin. He says, wait a second, uh, Mordechai, I don't really understand. We didn't do a Kinyan Sudar. He's not as not as strong as you, John. We didn't do a Kinyan Sudar. What are you getting so nervous about? He says, apparently Mordechai thinks, well, probably along the lines of what Joe was arguing earlier, even without a Kinyan Sudar, if this is an effective quote transaction, if I give this book to you, Joe, and it takes effect, well, that's a problem on Shabbat or Yom Tov if I'm not in the context of mitzvah. All right, so you have a mahlokat over here, you have a dispute. What have we developed thus far? Still a little nerves, I hope. Right, initially, there's an issue of mekah memkar. In some circumstances, minat Torah, generally speaking, we're assuming it's midrabanan. How would that affect matanot? Harambam is explicit, it seems clear. There are several circumstances in the Gemara, one that we mentioned, in which matana, we're not fully certain. It seems as if there are permitted circumstances. Says Ran, if you don't do Sudar, we extend it and you're not doing it on land, on Karkaot. Says Mordechi, uh, not so fast. Only b'makom mitzvah. How are we going to be posek lahalacha on this matter? Magen Avraham in Siman Shin Vav says, I have a big question. He says, when the Hatan on his uh, Shabbat Hatan, or maybe the Ashkenazim on their Oifruf, you know, when he gets up and he makes his derasha, I'm sorry, you got to be inclusive over here. When he gets up and he makes his many people will give them a present, they'll give them a, a book or something otherwise. He said, how are we doing this? After all, Mordechi says, only b'makom mitzvah is this permitted. And he's assuming we're posek halacha, like Mordechi. A fascinating thing. He says, Sarikh Iyun on the Minhag Ha'ulam that they do this. That's a statement. It's a bold statement. Ilya Rabbah on, on, on that Siman, commenting on Magen Avram, says, Wait a second, what are you talking about over here? You're talking to him. He made a dirashah. Once upon a time, the Hatan. I did it at my own wedding. I made a dirashah at my own wedding. Not on the Shabbat, maybe a Shabbat as well, but on my own wedding. I, you know, I was thinking, I had my yeshiva friends in the room. Little did I realize, you know, all the congregants as well. So they're walking in, not knowing what was going on. I'm up there. <laughs> I ended up speeding through it. I had prepared so much. I'm sure you're there, Eli. But I prepared so much for it. In the end, I looked around the room. It's 90% not listening. I just sped through the dirash. Anyway, so it says Eliyad that circumstance, it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. He's being Doresh. And as a result, maybe we're encouraging him in Torah. Maybe that's considered mitzvah as well. Maybe even Mordechi would agree to that. Doesn't Rambam know that everything is done in the context of mitzvah? Everything. Oh, Joe, come on. You know, I so, as, did I just fulfill a mitzvah? Say everything you're doing. Yeah, you're doing I, I said this earlier in the class. I don't. I'm, I don't need Hanumbam. I told you. Yeah. Hashem yeah. But there's a difference between formal mitzvah and something that we'll consider context of mitzvah. Yeah. In your words, right? Don't you know? Come on. If you argue that far, life is going to be. Maybe it should yeah. be a lot more rigid. Anyway, or permissible over yeah. here. <laughs> anyway, that's his <laughs> argument. El Yarabah and uh, uh, several others echoed his words. Aruch Hashulchan and several of of the other poskim. Bet Meir, who's an important 
him to posek. It disagrees with Magen Avraham fundamentally. He says, number one, I don't know what you're talking about. How come you determine that Mordechai is the primary opinion over here? Maybe it's Ran is the primary opinion. He brings a proof from a Mishnah and Daf Yodalid and Masechet Beza, where it appears that Beti Leil's opinion is that they're a little bit more flexible with regards to giving Matanot on Shabbat or Yom Tov. And as a result, Bet Meir argues that there's a much larger and broader ability to be Mekil. All right, well, I bring you back down to our specific issue. How are we going to deal with our circumstances? Hacham the practice, he's not talking about the raffles and the uh, father son minyan, he's talking about the rabbi getting up and giving the, the, the present. Isn't it prohibited? So he goes through many and all of the issues that we discussed and points out that maybe we can extend what El Yaraba and Bet Meir were arguing to our circumstance as well. When I give the book to the Hatan Bar Mitzvah, aren't I uh, furthering a mitzvah? Aren't I telling him your Bar Mitzvah? I know, but maybe he's not going to read the book that day. But aren't I fulfilling together with him a future of Torah and Mitzvot in his life? Can't we, shouldn't we be a little bit more expansive? The raffle, Victor goes even further. Victor says, maybe the raffle, I'm encouraging him to come back to Knees, which is fantastic. Keep in mind that we need not necessarily go that far on any of this, because this is all only because of our Mordechi that we're nervous about. If you're posek alacha like Ran, that we're not doing a Kinyan Sudar, which I don't know if all of a sudden no Kenyan Suda, right? Mm-hmm. Certainly not with the Hatan. So you don't even need to begin with any of this sort of business. So you could just give it. I'm giving a Tekdesh. I'm getting a Mitzvah. Tekdesh is benefiting from the money or the gift I'm giving them. Yes. Why the, argument, the argument of Ran would be that's referring specifically to either lands or with a Kenyan Suda. That's exactly Okay, so without land and without Kenyan Suda, I can donate, I can give to Ekdesh. Yes. Same way I can give gifts on Friday night Shabbat. Yeah, yeah I, I understand the claim. However, I'll tell you, the rabbi specifically over there said this is an unnecessary thing to be done on Shabbat. That was their determination. If you, for one reason or another, so it's an excellent question, determine this is an appropriate circumstance of mitzvah, they gave that permissibility. That's the argument. That's the argument. So it says, Hacham Vadya Yosef. However, there are other ways to be mahmir on this. What do we mean other ways to be mahmir? He just said it's permitted. All right, but there are opinions. Magen Abraham is no small fry, and he says he shouldn't be doing this. What you can do, and he suggests doing this, is before Shabbat, what you can do is not so easy to do, impossible to do with raffles, is to be makne al ahir, which means to say, I turn to you, Sammy, I say, Sammy, tomorrow I'm giving this to the Bar Mitzvah boy, this book. So you're requiring this for him now. That's called Zachin Adam Shalabhana. You're allowed to do that even for children. And you can lift it and make that hakna'a, make that kinyan for the bar mitzvah boy for the next day. That's one that's one way to do it. Alternatively, that's Hachamvadya Yosef's suggestion. What's that? It was his before Shabbat. Who? It was his. Doesn't matter. Now he picked it up. It was a transfer into his position. You accepted on his behalf. You accepted on his behalf, and then you gave it back to me. On well, it's not yours. He's the bar mitzvah boy now. Was giving it to me, allowing me to hold on to it until he actually takes. You know, holds it in his hands, but it's his even beforehand. You can affect a transaction even without. We did the gift before him. Yes. Let's say he refuses the gift. (laughs) 
All right, he's allowed he to refuse to give. All right, and then, then he, he, give it to him and he says, I don't retro- want it. retroactively, we annulled it. You want to know if Sammy could run away with it? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no reverts <laughs> back to being boys. mine. That's it. So what? What about a general gift where you didn't do that? Well, you can eat a. You can either do that before Shabbat. So if you're giving a gift, uh, so you turn to your next door neighbor and you say to them, you know, I plan on giving this. Spouse a little harder because we say kol kanta isha kanaba Allah, so we don't see the separate parties of ownership. You could turn to a child certainly as a as a child. You see the rabbi, which Sammy, someone mentioned earlier, with regards to eruv tafshilin, we do an eruv tafshilin for the whole community or for the whole Am Yisrael, every rabbi, right? So the way you're supposed to do it is with the hakna'ah of zachin of someone else. You're not doing it yourself. As a child, I was doing that. I was doing it for all of Klai Yisrael, for my father. Today, today my son does it. What's that? I know, I know, I know. Anyway, so this is, this is one direction. Yes? When the boy receives a book, he never takes it home. You say, this is the book I'm giving you. Even better. And he puts it down. Says Erwin, the bar mitzvah boy isn't even interested. All right, we're talking about that theoretical case where the boy actually is interested. So what I will... Yeah, go ahead. Shabbat birthday party. Right, so again, what you can do, Hacham Vadya Yosef would very much encourage it, is to do a hakna'am beforehand. No, but it's a surprise gift, or they're not around me, so do it with another person. Have that other person make the kinyan for them. You say weird, you say strange, I understand. You can, we have several other vantage points. Number one, the whole thing to begin with is a humrah. That we made clear, it's really, Ran would argue all of this is unnecessary. Beit Meir told us, uh, seems pashtut as if halakha is like Ran. Hacham Vadya Yosef says, this is ideal. There are other ways to go on this. Hatam Sofer, in his glasses, to Shohan Aruch Siman Shin Vav, says, the way it works over here is, when I looked at that item, when I looked at this book before the Shabbat, and I said, you know, I'm going to give this to the Bar Mitzvah boy tomorrow, that was already me, I had this item for him. When it comes to matters of giving gifts to others, the Gemaran Masechet Rosh Davav has, Beficha Zosedaka, by just saying words with my mouth, I can affect a transfer of partial or full ownership in circumstances just by separating that. At the very least, for this rabbinic violation, says Hatam Sofer, the fact that I bought the gift and I had in mind for her or for him, that was sufficient as well. Is a two-way street. It's a transfer, acceptance, and it's we're back on this. But the matana is not matana is a one-way uh, sale. I, I, you, we just you want, I you again. Want to take <laughs> okay. Last, lastly, lastly, the easiest, easiest way to deal with all of this. It's a little strange, but I've done it for a long time. Is to, you can do that, but what you can do is you turn to the boy, you turn to that person. If you're really nervous about this, and you say to them, "Listen, I'm giving this to you." You're going to take possession of this after Shabbat. That's, that's you're holding on to this for now. But that's that's what always Erwin's saying you do that yeah, anyway, okay, even if you don't say it to them. Yeah, but if yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, ideally yeah, try to do the hakna, yeah, I yeah, ideally yeah, say that to them. Now, when you brought the wine to the person on Shabbat, the issue in the first place, what's that? The issue in the first place didn't really arise. That's mitzvah, mama. 
mash. You're enjoying it on Shabbat as part of your meal. It's only if they're putting it away in the, on the side for another occasion. If they're enjoying it right then, that's even our Mordechi, the most stringent opinion of it. We'll call them mitzvah, it's on Shabbat. Okay, you walked into the meal. You're right, you didn't know. No, you don't know if they're going to use it. Their question, they're fun for good reason. Their laughter was, you drank it that night. So I said, if you drank it that night, you enjoyed it, you had the mitzvah. What's that? What you do with the raffle if you don't know who's going to own it? You can't do a hakna'ah beforehand on the what raffle. You, you can do one of several things. You can either depend on the opinion of Bet Meir, and Bet Meir says this is not an issue in the first place. Alternatively, you can argue this is makom mitzvah to bring them back, a bar mitzvah boy and a boy coming to Knis. Also a strong argument. Thirdly, you can say to them, I'm giving this to you. You can even use it today, but it's not really yours until tonight. That's Same it. Same thing with Matanot. I can give the children yeah, Matanot yeah. Friday night and say, you know, here's your birthday yeah, gift, but one, here's your birthday gift, but either open it up on Saturday night, or you can open it, but don't wear it till Saturday night. Very nice. Very nice. Now, the question of opening a gift that was given to you on Shabbat gets into issues of mukseh, which I'll deal with separately. My purpose, my, my purpose is right now, let me, let, let me again just, just review very briefly what we addressed. We addressed initially the Isur called Mekah Humimkar and Isur Midrabbanan. We then brought it over into the context of Matana, and we ultimately speaking circled around this matter to arrive at the conclusions that we just mentioned, and that was B'makom mitzvah, certainly permi- permitted. How expansive will I be? Pretty expansive, says Chambad Yosef. Bar mitzvah, boy, of course, makom. What's the mitzvah? All right, you give him a book to study. He really, he quotes from She'elot Shabbat Sri De'esh, Rabbi Weinberg, who said that before him. Uh, alternatively, it's just a birthday present, not a mitzvah. Come on. You could do a hakna'al yedeacher beforehand. Alternatively, you cannot formally give it to them. Or lastly, you can assume, as Bet Meir said, and we are comfortable using this Bet Meir, it's a humrah to do anything else. To say that the halakha is really like Ran, you're not doing a Kenyan Sudar, and as such, the matana in this circumstance is permitted. Baruch Adonai Amen ve Amen.